Thank you for downloading this podcast from Pardes North America. This episode of Pardes from Jerusalem features Yiska Smith on Parashat Lech Lecha. This podcast is sponsored by Susanna and Alan Caro in honor of Rav Meir Schweiger, a master teacher who held up the tradition as a mirror to us to live an ethical and rich life of meaning. And now, here is Yiska Smith. Shalom lekulam, barachot habaot, barachim habaim. Welcome, everyone. This sharing is based on the verse in Genesis 12.1. God said to Avram, Go to yourself, away from your land, from your birthplace, and from your father's house to the land that I will show you. This verse introduces to us the spiritual practice of moving away from one sense of self, the finite self, the ego-based self, the limited self, towards another sense of self, the infinite self, the beyond-ego self, the limitless self. Encountering this higher and magnificent self occurs when we heed the internal, still, small voice, what we refer to as the kol d'mama daka, as it guides, directs, and reveals to us that place within us that is actually one with the divine presence, the shekhinah. We simply cannot traverse this territory on our own. We need to be shown the Lechacha journey brings us to the very core of our authentic and true being. It is indeed an encounter with the Divine Presence, with the Shekhinah, that piece of godliness within each one of us, our soul, our spiritual center. And for this wondrous journey to become possible, Our Creator created us in such a way that we are unable to take possession of the mysterious map showing us the way without first becoming aware of the still, small voice, kol demamadaka, within, beckoning and inviting us to do so. At that point, the trajectory will bring us to where we need to go, to where we need to be. But I ask, as many do, why would a person move away from the familiar to an unfamiliar and unknown destination? I will share various musings that enhance the depth and the profundity of what the still small voice is beckoning and inviting not only Avraham Avinu, 
but each one of us as well. Rashi comments, based on a teaching in Masachat Rosh Hashanah, page 15, side B, that the command Lech Lecha is actually for our own benefit and for our own good. However, the Netivot Shalom, the Slonomer Rebbe, Rav Shalom Noach Berezovsky, who passed in the year 2000 here in Yerushalayim, provides an interesting response to this Rashi commentary. He teaches that notwithstanding that engaging in the Lech Lecha journey would be for Avraham's own benefit and good, from Avraham's vantage point, this was not even a consideration. Out of his strong love for God, Avraham felt compelled to obey whatever God had commanded him to do. In fact, he did not even consider that by responding to God's command, the very next verse would be fulfilled. In Bereshit Yudbet Bet, in Genesis 12, 2, the verse immediately following Lech Lecha, and I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. Avraham did what he did, notwithstanding what was considered to be a major test in his relationship with no expectation of receiving a reward. And what a reward this was that God promised him. We see here that Avraham is the prototype of how one responds to a deep inner calling. Have you ever felt that a voice within you tugs at you, pulls you, urges you to take the next step along your journey in a way that is nothing less than surprising and unexpected? And we actually heed that inner voice without needing to know all the details that lay ahead, the benefits, and perhaps even the general purpose. Actually, the calling may very well defy logic and our previously acquired experiences. The compelling reason, according to this teaching, from the Netivot Shalom stems from love, from Ahava, love of self, love of God, love of clarity, love of whatever it is that compels us to move forward, to move ahead. The Lubavitcher Rebbe, Rabbi Menachem Mendel Schneerson, asks in a talk on Shabbat Lech Lecha in 1989, what drives a person to leave his land, his aretz, his birthplace, his moledet, and his father's house, Beit Av, for an unknown destination. Yet driven we are, he teaches, in search of something more than what our parents, teachers, indeed our very nature, have to offer. Our lives are a ceaseless search, he believes, for identity. Having rejected the inborn and acquired identity of our birth and youth, not that that can never be a resource. However, we want something more. 
the Rebbe acknowledges that by conventional standards, the development of one's natural instincts, the assimilation of learned and observed truths, and the remaking of self through the objective arbiter of the mind constitutes the ultimate in human achievement. However, there is a higher self to the human being. This is the spark of godliness, the nitzotz elokut. That is the core of one's soul, the divine essence that God breathes into each one of us, the image of God, the tselem Elohim, in, we, in which each one of us was and continues to be created. This is Haaretz. This is the land that God promised to show Avraham, and by extension, all of us. The Rebbe refers to this spiritual work as transcending one's own positive and gainful past in order to reach the higher self, regardless of how perfected and achieved the lower self is. He teaches that God invites each one of us to experience that which actually transcends all limit and definition, one's own soul. It's interesting that to be human, we transcend our own humanness. I believe that what the Rebbe is suggesting here is an answer to the question, what constitutes how we define ourselves? That's that ongoing search for identity. When we gaze into the mirror of our identity, what do we see? A body, a soul, both? Ego, beyond ego? For the Rebbe, the, the essence, the essential ingredient without which the human would not be human defines the real oneself. For him, this is clearly our soul, our spiritual center, the image of God within each one of us. As we move from the lower self to the higher self, there is an exquisite midrash that describes what happens as we move along this Lech Lecha journey. Actually, its premise is that the journey never really ends. If we so choose, we are always moving deeper and deeper to our authentic inner selves. In the Midrash Bereshit Rabbah 39.2, we learn the following. Rav Berchia commenced with a verse from the Song of Songs, from Shir HaShirim 1.3. Your ointments have a goodly fragrance. Your name is as an ointment poured forth. Shemen Shemecha. He asks, what did Avraham resemble? A vial of perfume, closed with a tight-fitting lid and lying in a corner so that its fragrance was not disseminated. However, as soon as it was shaken up and the lid was removed, the beautiful fragrance spread out into the world. Similarly, the Holy One, blessed be he, said to Avraham, Lech lecha, travel from place to place 
and your name will become great in the world. Ah, this is so inspiring. What we see here, that as we move, as we travel inwardly and discover our internal being, the soul within us, as we open up that hitherto closed part of ourselves, we release a beautiful fragrance into the world. Each one of us has our own particular unique fragrance. But unless we are willing to shake ourselves up and open the vial containing it, we are limited in how much beauty we can really bring to the world. Hence, the spiritual practice of moving towards our true selves embodies the potential to beautify the world, to enhance the world, and because this work is difficult at times, it brings as well compassion to the world. Philo, a Hellenistic Jewish philosopher who lived in Alexandria, Egypt, from 20 BCE to 50 CE, wrote in on Abraham 71 as follows. Avraham was from Orkastim, a Chaldean, living in ancient Mesopotamia until opening the soul's eye from the depth of sleep, he came to behold the pure ray in place of the deep darkness and he followed that light and perceived what he had not seen before. The one, uppercase O, who guides and steers the world, presiding over it and managing its affairs. What we see here is the true meaning of the Hebrew word hit arousal and awakening in English. This may be a physical and slash or spiritual awakening. Have you ever felt that for a time you may be living in a dark space, a space of slumber, lacking movement, and then at an unexpected moment there is a rustling within, even an agitation, and this rustling, this movement wakes you up to an insight, to a perspective, to a feeling that is fresh and new. And this significantly affects your decisions and your behavior, your very life. Indeed, this is a waking up of sorts as the dawn of a new light begins to cast its rays on your life journey. Rabbi Jonathan Sachs writes about what happens when one claims a piece of oneself that now characterizes the person as being different, being different from the status quo, causing one to be considered a nonconformist. He begins in his article, The Courage Not to Conform, by stating that leaders lead. That does not mean to say that they don't follow, but what they follow is different from what most people follow. They don't conform for the sake of conforming. They don't do what others do merely because others are doing it. They follow an inner voice, a calling. That's the called the mamadaka, the still small voice. He continues, never was this more dramatically signaled than in the first words of God to Avraham. The words that set Jewish history 
in motion. Lech lecha. Why? Because people do conform. They adopt the standards and absorb the culture of the time and the place in which they live. That's the arts. At a deeper level, they are influenced by friends and neighbors. They're moledet, where they're born. More deeply still, they are shaped by their parents and family in which they grew up. They're beit af. I want you, says God to Avraham, to be different. Not for the sake of being different, but for the sake of starting something new. And Hevra, this is the invitation to each one of us to begin something new along your life journey, to be a people that will not worship power and the symbols of power, for that is what idols really were and are. I want you, said God, to quote in the Pasuk, Genesis 18, 19, to teach your children and your household afterward to follow the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. To vishamru derech Hashem la'asot tzedakah u'mishpat. To be a Jew is to be willing to challenge the prevailing consensus when, as so often happens, nations slip into worshiping the old gods. Judaism is a sustained critique of power. It is about how to construct a society that honors the human person as the image and likeliness of God. It is about a vision of a world based on justice and compassion. Avraham is one of the most influential people who ever lived. Yet he ruled no empire, commanded no great army, performed no miracles, and proclaimed no prophecy. He is the supreme example in all of history of influence without power. Why? Because he was prepared to be different. Leadership, as every leader knows, can be lonely. Yet you continue to do what you have to because you know that the majority is not always right. And conventional wisdom is not always wise. So it is with conscience and with courage. So it is with the children of Avraham, us. We, they, are prepared to challenge the idols of the age. However, the pressure to conform to assigned roles is strong enough to lead people into doing what they know is wrong. This is why Avraham, at the start of his mission, was told, in essence, to free himself from the pressure to conform. I, I would like to invite all of us to do that. Leaders must be prepared not to follow the consensus. One of the great writers on leadership, Warren Bennis, Ralph Sachs teaches us, 20th century American scholar, writes in the article on becoming a leader, by the time we reach puberty, the world has shaped us to a greater extent than we realize. Our family, friends, and society in general have told us by words and examples how to be. But people begin to become leaders at that moment when they decide for themselves. They decide for themselves how to be. One reason why Jews have become, out of all proportion to their numbers, 
leaders in almost every sphere of human endeavor is precisely this willingness to be different. Judaism is the countervoice in the conversation of humankind. As Jews, we do not follow the majority merely because it is the majority. It is what makes a nation of leaders. In conclusion, may we bless each other to find that peace within us that defines each, uh, each of us as a leader of our own particular magnificent, holy, spiritual, soul-filled life journey. By hearing the Lech Lecha call within, the Kol de Mamadaka, remaining faithful to it and heeding it. And may we as well encourage, Hevra, it's so important, may we encourage each other and support each other to heed their individual call, their individual Lech Lecha call, and not be gripped by fear when moving along the path of the non-conformist. Toda, toda, hamon todot, ulehitraot. Thank you again for downloading this podcast, a production of Pardes North America. If you liked what you just heard, please give us a five-star review wherever you download your podcasts. You can follow us on Spotify or by visiting elmad.pardes.org. Be sure to tune in next week as Tovolea Nachmani teaches on Parashat Vayera. Thanks for listening.